0: And as always, thank you so much for hanging out with us today as we dive into another spooky movie. And this time, we're getting a little comedic.
1: Yeah, we're getting a little funny this time. A little like ha-ha.
0: A little hee-hee.
1: <laughs> why a little... did that tickle me so? <laughs> that hee hit my soul for some reason. I don't know
0: why. A little something-something a little mm-hmm. for the homies. Because this is the homies pick.
2: This is the
1: homies pick. Yes. Mm-hmm. Our collective pick um, and a very exciting one for us, I think, because um, this is this is, was a film that we've been looking forward to for a while. Like mm-hmm. we caught wind of this one pretty early. And so we've been watching it um, up until release. And so now that you know it's been out, it feels very right that we cover this film, I think. Yes.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. This is one that we had been, and I don't think we were the only ones. I think this was a pretty hyped film prior to its release, and honestly, continued to do well, be talked about, and given, you know, its accolades and it, and the hype kind of continued at least for me because you saw this movie fairly soon. Yeah, it's like after a couple- it came out.
1: Yeah, I uh, I don't think it was opening weekend, but I do think it was like not too long afterwards.
0: Yes. Whereas I just saw this movie because I did not go to the theaters to see it. I didn't end up streaming it. Which hurts um, me. I want
1: you to know from the hurts. get before we get into anything. It does hurt me that you didn't get to see this one in the theater.
0: But in my defense. Mm hmm. This movie was no longer in theaters by the time (laughs) that we decided we were going to do uh, the episode on it. So because I I, this is one that I actually really did want to see in theaters. It Uh was my preferred way of seeing this would have been in theaters. And this is actually one where I was, where I thought I would be totally down to clown if my theater was packed. I think that that Mm -hmm. would have been great. Um, But it was just one of those things where time slipped away from me. And by the time I was ready to go see it and get prepped for the episode, it was already available to rent on streaming, um, so that right. is what I ended up doing. I did still watch it on a big screen, uh, like we watched it on our projector, what mm-hmm. have you, so I still got sort of like a, a full-on experience, but obviously just not in the same way as having audience participation, which I'm sure really, really helped with this movie because that's another thing that I heard from not only you, but from other homies who went to see it in the theaters is that they had a lot of fun seeing it in theaters like that experience oh, yeah. itself was was really fun.
1: Oh hell yeah. It was it was an absolute blast. And I will say in your defense I do think that this film was had a criminally short um theater run because it was only in theaters for about a month um mm-hmm. which is surprising because financially at least for the creators of the film is pretty profitable. I mean they they made it for 5 mil, sold it to Lionsgate for 20. Um, And I think by the time that I had seen it or looked up the numbers, they'd made around like 16 mil off of the film. So it's like it didn't necessarily break. I'm not sure if it's broken even at this point, Um, but it still did fairly well for the budget that it had. Um, So I just think it was a shame that this movie was in theaters for such a short period of time, especially because this was one of the most fun experiences I have had. the theater in a very long time and like we talked about theater experiences here on the podcast but like this one was so memorable and i think it's one of those experiences that i'm not going to forget about um for a while just because it was such a blast and spoiler alert i did see it with quite a few black people (laughs) and um that did elevate the experience um one of which which i have not told you yet but i was saving for the podcast Ooh. um during my screening actually one of the characters and the writer uh dwayne perkins was in the screening like he sat in the row in front of me with his entire entourage really yeah i and like none of us none of us realized that he was in the theater with us um until afterwards i was actually the person that noticed like as we were walking out. Um, everyone was like crowded around and like talking and like, I heard a lot of congratulations and whatnot. Okay. So like I peeked over my shoulder and you, and it was just Dwayne was just standing there. I was like,
0: no way. No way. Okay. So it wasn't one of those things where he like stood up at the end and went, ah, oh. it wasn't one of those things where it was a grand reveal where they go and now, <laughs> and then he like turns up and stands no. in front of the screen. It wasn't yeah. one of those things. Okay. <laughs>
1: Part for part, what happened is like the movie ended, and as the credits were rolling, it was going down. Uh, the group, so he was there with a pretty large entourage. Right. And so the group was like kind of cheering and whatnot as the credits were rolling. I was like, okay, clearly somebody in this group had something to do with this film. Right. So when we were walking out, I, you know, it was kind of nosy, and I look over, and then I saw him. I was like, okay, all of this now tracks, all of this makes a lot of sense.
0: Wow. Oh, that's odd awesome. that's really cool because spoiler alert for for our movie conversation but Dwayne was one of my favorite characters one of the best characters so, in there that would have yes that would have been very very exciting for me yeah I <laughs> would have been very excited I,
1: I I was definitely cheesing afterwards did not talk to him just because like there was you know he's with his group and they were all right. kind of like congratulating him. I felt weird to just like walk up and whatnot um but if By some chance, Dwayne, you're listening right now. You did a phenomenal job. Movie's really funny. And sorry that my group took up some of your group seats because we had a very large group. And we were definitely in the back with them, uh, just, like, immersed within their group. It was, like, their group. Then our group was, like, kind of, like, inside of their Mm -hmm. giant group because they had, like, two entire full rows rows. yeah that's so we just happened to be there um but at the time you know we didn't know and it was just one big black collective experience and that alone was enough like even if it wasn't him just seeing it with a lot of other pocs best way it was it was such a fun time so much audience participation so many laughs just it was great it was a great great time
0: imagine just going up to him after after everyone's congratulating oh the movie was so great blah, blah blah you just stick your hand in and you go hi roshane part of homies of horror we would love to get you on the podcast <laughs> we'd love to pick your brain about some of the <laughs> jokes in the in your film
1: <laughs> nah 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 none of that just no, dude. you know what just gave him the the old black man nod and he knew
0: <laughs> should have done the should have sent him
1: oh yeah should have sent look. him
0: the message yeah <laughs>
1: I know a- who you are missed
0: opportunity. <laughs> next, time, next time, next time we'll be ready.
1: Um, <laughs> <Yeah, next time. laughs> uh, but all that being said, uh, seeing this movie again um in theaters was such a great experience. Um, if you missed it, I'm sorry, Erica, truly. But yeah, the movie is still very funny and very enjoyable, even if you don't see it in theaters.
0: Right. Yeah, what I'm trying to make here. Like I said, I still Had a great time, but I there were moments in time where I could imagine that with a room full of people, I because just even from like my reaction or like me and Anthony's reaction to it, I was like, oh, I imagine that there was probably a huge reaction to this part in the Mm -hmm. theater. And so I could kind of clock when there had been that in in a room full of people but it is what it is i still was very very excited to check it out uh regardless i was not going to miss this because like i said we've both been heavily anticipating this film Mm -hmm. and yes i'm glad to have finally watched it i know once again i'm late what do you want me to say? I've been working in CPT for, for, for some of these movies. What do you want me to say? Yeah,
1: well, for this one, highly appropriate. So it's we'll give you the pass. Fine.
0: <laughs> it's fine. But uh, before we dive too far into the movie itself, we do need to break down how scary this is. Yeah. On a scale one to five, five is super scary. One is y'all ain't scary at all. It's not, not it?
1: there, it's not Bobby, even on there, Eric. It's not even on this game. Don't
0: do that. Don't do that. <laughs> but it is don't true. Do all right. That. Well, I mean, we'll
1: say a one. We'll give it the one. But okay, like, yeah. This movie is not trying to be scary. Like, it, it's got scary moments and it understands horror. I give mm-hmm. it that. And so, like, it's playing with the tropes and it's doing all of the horror things. But I, I think the heart of this movie is in the comedic aspects of it. Mm-hmm. And so, it's way more for me a comedy with a horror backdrop. But overall, there was not a single part in this film where I'm like, oh, man, okay. I'm scared, scared. You well, know?
0: and you know what? I'm actually going to give it a 1.5 because oh, okay. there is actually one jump scare quote unquote moment that did actually make me jump a little bit it's one of those ones where someone popped up in the doorway and they did the musical sting Mm -hmm. it was one of those ones and it was just there's there's quite a few of them in this movie like you said they're not scary they're more so leaning into the horror tropes and kind of building on that making fun of that but there was actually one that was very well done in the sense of although I saw it coming the timing of it was a little bit different than what I anticipated and Mm -hmm. so when someone came bursting through the door it actually did uh, make me go oh shit and so (laughs) because of that it bumps it up for me but that is the only moment but I just remember it happening and it actually did There was a little cool down for me after that where I was like, I cannot believe they got me with that. (laughs) I was actually a little bit embarrassed, but yeah, (laughs) 1.5.
1: All right. No worries. Fair enough. But all right. Without further ado, it is time, homies, to enter into spoiler territory. So you have been warned. But today we are talking about The Blackening from 2023. This film was directed by Tim Story, written by Tracy Oliver and Dwayne Perkins, starring Grace Beyer as Allison, Dwayne Perkins as Dwayne, Jermaine Fowler as Clifton, Melvin Gregg as King, X. Mayo as Shanika, Antoinette Robertson as Lisa, Sinqua Walls as Namdi, Jay Farrow as Sean, and Yvonne Orgy as Morgan.
3: A group of black friends gather together at a cabin in the woods for a Juneteenth celebration. But, after finding a disturbing board game in the cabin's secret game room, the group makes a dark revelation. One of their own has been captured by a masked stranger, and if they don't play his game, their friend and their group are all going to die. Insert lethal seasoning, Kool-Aid cramps, and Oh, O'Reilly's here. Our film concludes with our group fighting to survive against the masked hunter and racial stereotypes. Will they discover who is behind this evening of terror? Or will none of our black heroes make it to the end of the movie? Also, I voted for Trump. Twice. Roll credits.
2: Oh,
0: oh, oh,
2: O'Reilly auto parts
0: is that the is that a commercial that you like always remember the theme the jingle too
1: oh absolutely that one is like burned into my brain that's
0: a good one they were in their bag when they made (laughs) o'reilly they
1: knew what they were doing and let me tell you so know that when i'm watching films me personally i'm a pretty stoic guy even if I'm in a group that is doing audience participation in the theater, mm-hmm. I'll appreciate it in the good parts. But I usually won't participate. The way I was singing that jingle at the top of my lungs with the rest of my theater—no shame, mm-hmm. nowhere, nowhere for miles. I—it was, a was such line. a beautiful moment.
0: It's nice, concise, gets the point across. I've never even shopped at an O'Reilly's, but <laughs> right. I know that place. I know of that place and I know that they sell auto parts.
1: That's all you need to That's know. That's <laughs> all I
0: need to know. Similarly to I want my baby back, baby back, baby, baby, back, back. baby back. Chili's also baby in the back. back mm-hmm. Yeah. Them and O'Reilly. They knew what they said. We got. We have a couple things we need them to know. Let's do it and let's be gone.
1: True. And then I'm, I'm going to shoot one by you. I want to see if this was a a me one, my area or if this okay. is a universal one. I think it's five eight eight two three hundred empire Empire. okay yeah
0: no we had the empire one too but you know what another one that's a bop now this one is long but i still Mm -hmm. give it to them because i was like this kind of slaps is that one that was like uh i was working for a minimum wage i went to high school Didn't do great. Now I got to take more class. More education is what I'm looking at when I get... And it's like, get connected for free Mm -hmm. (laughs) with Education Connection.
1: Connection. That one was also... I'm with you. That one's long. I don't know all the words to that one. I'll let you know. I don't know all the words to that one, but the jingle came back to me.
0: The jingle was good. They had the nerve to have my girl in a big old white room <laughs> with these theater props. She had an empty ketchup bottle on a tray <laughs> and she did what needed to be done and I She served.
2: She that's another did.
0: that's another good one. But um we didn't I mean neither one of us took Notes necessarily mm-hmm. um, for the for this movie because a you were in a theater b mm-hmm. I was engrossed in the film I didn't want to miss anything <laughs> also it was too dark I couldn't see um, That's That's <laughs> I fair. could not see to take the notes um, so in lieu of what is in your notebook um, I guess we can just start with with some general general top of the head thoughts
1: okay I mean. I think for me, one of my biggest things, like right out the gate, mm-hmm. is I love how unapologetically black this film is, mm-hmm. while still remaining consumable by other audiences. You yeah. know what I mean? We're like, this film is very much geared towards black people. It's not yeah. shy about it. It's not trying to hide that. But it presents it in such a way that I think anyone can still enjoy it um, mm-hmm. for the fun factor of it. And that's like, That's one of my biggest pros just right out the gate. It's like, I love that this movie felt like it was made for me, but I could see it with anyone, you know? Yes.
0: And it's not afraid to also poke fun at black people because Mm -hmm. I think from perhaps a certain perspective, it might not seem like they are. It might feel like they are poking fun at like other races or other people and like not also pulling it back. But I think if you really pay attention to the jokes and really hear what they're saying and what they're doing, I appreciate that it's an all along the spectrum. Like we are championing black people, but also like we're making fun of ourselves because there are still stereotypes and tropes and all sorts of things that a lot of our media and a particularly horror leans into and i appreciate that they still were like okay we're still gonna kind of pick and poke fun at this as well um whilst still being a film that also celebrates black
1: people yeah now this movie coming out on you know juneteenth weekend was phenomenal i think Mm -hmm. that that I mean, with the story also taking place at a Juneteenth celebration. Mm -hmm. um, I remember listening to the Dead Meat podcast talk about this movie, and they made a comment about how we actually don't see that as much anymore, which I kind of agree with, where movies will coincide with the holiday that they are portraying in the film. It's one of those things that, like, it's fun when it happens. I feel like it used to happen a lot more. But Mm -hmm. for this movie that was already great and already a good time. I feel like it just added another layer of just like, this felt really fun to see around that time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And they actually did a really great job of weaving the holiday in to the plot because mm-hmm. you will also see, I think at times movies where it just so happens to take place around that holiday, but that's more of a backdrop than anything else. And so it feel it like yeah i guess when you get down to the nitty gritty you could say yeah i guess this is technically a Christmas movie or I guess this is technically a 4th of July movie even if it doesn't really have anything to do with that holiday Mm -hmm. and and to some degree that is true with this movie but by the end of it Juneteenth is actually also a part of the plot and actually a part of the events and why they're actually happening has a lot to do with Juneteenth and the way that we celebrate Juneteenth and like the things that we do on them um Mm -hmm. and so yeah i appreciate that because this is one movie where you could legitimately say oh yeah it's a juneteenth movie because it is
1: by all regards it is is,
0: yeah (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) so that part's very fun and then i think something else that stuck out like way before this movie even dropped right is just how stacked of a cast
3: we have for this
1: i think that was for me one of the big pulls at the beginning is just like yo there's so many big names in this and like so many familiar faces and I feel like all of the characters in this movie were so much fun. I felt like every every black person I knew, some part of them was represented in one of these characters. Mm-hmm. And like that for me was really fun. Um, I saw this for the group and like it was really fun seeing each of us kind of attach ourselves to a character or personality. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say I hate that of all the characters that (laughs) I related to the most, for the most part, minus some certain parts was unfortunately Clifton. Um, (laughs) You know, (laughs) and like your
3: reaction lets me
1: know that I'm right. But like, even I knew the moment Clifton popped onto the scene and they started giving him shit for having an Android phone. I was like, God damn
0: it. But let's be serious. I think there's a little bit of us in all these characters. Or true. I should it's say true. a little bit of all these characters in us. But I think part of that is because each of these characters do kind of play into a trope that mm-hmm. I think black people play a lot in in media
3: is they true.
0: usually fit into a very specific box and i think that this movie very obviously also prepped every character to be that because you have like the biracial character, you have mm-hmm. the um gay best friend, then yeah. the like thug character, the thug, quote unquote. Yeah, the like attractive male lead who is expected to kind of be the protector. But then on that other spectrum that you have like the strong black woman, you Mm -hmm. have the loud black woman who is also Mm -hmm. the comedic relief. And then you have
1: The the, the
0: nerdy black guy. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think by all regards, you're kind of knocking every like way that we may be portrayed in a horror film and they're really like leaning into those tropes and those caricatures. And I think that makes it really fun because then you do get these very distinctive personalities. And I think some of the best parts are watching these characters interact with each other and watching their personalities play off of each other. So yes, there is a little bit of Clifton in you. We're not going to stay here. <laughs> We're not going to act like that's not true, but you know what? There is also a lot of other elements of these characters that I think most people will find within themselves because at the end of the day, most people are a combination of personalities and, of course. and not the single trope. But I love that we get to lean heavily into into these different types of people. I also love the whole joke of Morgan and Sean being the maybe for most people the biggest build stars and being taken out first and i love that they lean into that
1: joke of (laughs) i love the whole the whole cold open by the way i think watching those two at the beginning is so much fun
0: it's great but that knowing look they share after having the conversation about jada pinkett smith and omar epps being taken out because they were big stars (laughs) that the studio probably couldn't afford to keep in the whole movie and then Mm. them staring at each other being like oh shit <laughs> that that tickled me because yeah these uh, I think those two actors like I said although this is a stacked cast I think for maybe the studio those would have been the two names that they yeah. would have used to say like you know to get more publicity on it because maybe those are the two that they're like okay this these are well known across the board not just right. like well known a- amongst the block like the black audience um oh, and course. so yeah i would love that they lean into that though and they're like that's <laughs> this is what this is what it is like you y'all thought they were gonna be here long i hate to say it but yeah, but yeah, they're yeah. not although Morgan Morgan kind of hangs for out for yeah. for a little while and we'll talk about it later but she is one of her there's a bit with her that is one of my favorite parts of this whole movie made me cackle <laughs> for for a minute straight but we'll get to that in a second once we get past the cold open
1: <laughs> yeah of course but yeah she is such a gem um, her, her, is hey, <laughs> hey, it's in the trailer, but still yeah. seeing it in real time, I, I still laugh every single time I hear it. The, mm-hmm. the delivery of that is so good. Um, but yeah, they do a great job of just setting everything up. Like everything for the most part in this movie is pretty on the nose and like, it's intentional. It's, it's doing it on purpose. You're never really supposed to think too hard while watching this mm-hmm. and I kind of feel like that's for the best. Like, this is one of those movies where it really is just a good time. You're supposed to sit down and enjoy it. And so I like that it had that energy while still managing to make some, you know, slightly poignant commentary on certain things. Mm-hmm. I mean, the the whole, like, big build actors going out first and, like, the reasons why and, like, all that stuff. Like, I think that the script is still smart despite the fact that it really kind of wears everything on its sleeve. Yeah. And I think this cold open does a great job of just kind of setting the scene for like the kind of movie that we're getting. Like we're getting a movie that's going to follow all of the standard slasher fare, all of those plot points, all of those beats, but we're going to have fun while we go down that route. And we're also mm-hmm. going to, you know, celebrate black culture and, and black people in this space. Um, while still giving like an a pretty decent slasher film along the way, um, so I, I think that the cold open does a great job of establishing that, um, and then I do think that it's kind of smart to get rid of a couple characters in this bit because one, we already have a lot of characters who are going to be for the entire film,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, and then two, spoiler alert, nobody dies, so like. Right not only do we have a very large and stacked cast, but we're going to have a large stacked cast the entire time. And yes. we're going to need to be able to jump between all of these characters and give everybody their moments, which another thing that I think is a pro is I think the movie does a pretty good job across the board of like giving every character their moment to shine. I mean, mm-hmm. you talk about all of the roles and the tropes that these characters are playing, but I feel like we spend enough time with each person to really establish all of these relationships personality traits like we we the the pacing in my opinion for the most part is good enough that we can establish who everybody is so by the time it's time to play the game we are like we already got all that stuff yeah you know cemented we're we're coming from a grounded place and i think that 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 was really smart and I think that the script really kind of supported the the adventure that we were going on.
0: Yeah. Well, so before we get into that, would you have gotten this first question?
1: Um. So I played along with every one of them. Yeah. And this is one that I actually got. I Though I cheated a little bit because I used a couple from like recent years. But we're talking about the, the five characters or five black characters that survived that one.
0: It's a uh, I think you only had to name two. Was it two? It was two. Yeah, because that's why he said Jada Pinkett Smith and Omar Epps uh, at the beginning. Okay. of screen. Five is a question later on. That's when you had to name five black actors who appeared on Friends, who guest starred oh, on Friends. Oh,
1: that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now, th- this one I got, though. I'm curious which ones you had, because like the a few that ran through my head. Like, LL Cool J multiple times.
0: Of course.
2: We got him
1: in Halloween. We got H2O. We got him in um, Deep Blue Sea. Deep Blue Sea. Mm -hmm. Um, And then Jada Jada Pinkett, of course. Uh, Selena, 28 Days Later, Survived Mm -hmm. to the End. Um, And then I said Daniel Kaluuya in all of them, but I felt like Jordan Peele movies were kind of cheating. That's Uh, fair.
0: Um, I said... Ice Cube <laughs> from Anaconda. Yeah,
1: and then
0: Brandy. Uh I still know what you did last summer. Oh yeah.
1: That's another good one. That's another good one. Brandy's
0: my go-to, like just straight off the dome, because I just always remember her limping out unexplained. <laughs> <laughs> Even though when we last see her, she definitely should be dead. So mm-hmm. Brandy is like always my my go-to one just because I can never forget.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's true. That's true. But yeah, the first time I was like, okay, we in here. We in yeah. here. Yeah. But it was really like every time we actually played the game, for a very racist game. Like, I mean, that's the whole joke. It's like it's mm-hmm. a very racist game. It was so much fun to, in real time in the theater, listen to everybody <laughs> playing the game. Yeah, there was so much fun.
0: There was. I would have been out. Um, I don't know the second verse to lift every voice and sing. That yeah, that's the one. I don't I was like, know I'm that. Dead. No. I, I,
1: I lose there.
0: I'm so, I yeah, that would have been that for me. For sure. I mean,
1: since we're since we're on the questions, I feel like we might be able to just kind of like go through a couple of them. Because mm-hmm. like the uh which one was it? Oh, the how many seasons was Aunt Viv on oh, the show? Oh, it was dark skinned Aunt Viv. I said four.
0: See, and now I think I would have gotten that one.
1: Okay. But
0: only because why would I have gotten that one? I just I feel like I just watched something recently. I don't remember why. I think it's because <laughs> it was like for some reason I knew. I think it's because I often go back and rewatch her like dance scene.
2: When she's, mm-hmm. when she's in when she's just, uh, like, yeah, the like Every-
0: leotard. Every- right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so I think because of that, when I would look that up on YouTube, I think it would show like the episode. It would uh, be like season and episode. And then I remember just knowing that like light skin Aunt Viv would come in, you know in this season what have you so i think that one would have still been a guess for me but i when i was watching i guessed the same thing that Dwayne said so Mm -hmm. now i was like oh thank god because yeah (laughs) but i think that question came after lift every voice so i would have already been out (laughs) Um, unfortunately
1: um but yeah nah the the lift every voice i was like i'm dead i lose i'm not getting this one Um, but also the, so the name five characters from friends, to be fair, I feel like I was the only person in this row that got the question right, because almost verbatim, what I thought in my head was the answer is like, I don't watch friends.
0: Yeah, no, same. (laughs) Well, because first of all, we can talk. I think I've said this before on the podcast, but yes, living single is that bitch. I love Mm -hmm. living single Mm -hmm. and it is, it is the black friends, but also not no, really no, no. because friends it's like the
1: white living single. Let's do-
0: Oh, it is. It is. But I'm like for, but it's weird. Cause I feel like that comparison gets made, but in the, but at the same time, I don't really think that that's a fair comparison. Cause I don't think living single and friends are the same because living single is more about in a nineties kind of world. I'm glad I got my girls. Like it's about mm-hmm. our four girls, like our four women who, and we mainly follow them, and then we've got these two guys who are more of side characters who get pulled into their story. Right. Whereas Friends, it's about the whole group. The whole
1: group. Yeah.
0: So I'm like Friends, and How I Met Your Mother is Friends.
1: Fair. That's living fair single.
0: Comparison. Living single is almost a precursor to girlfriends mm. in my head. Okay, that's more of a realistic comparison to me than to say living single and friends are in the same realm of, of storytelling. Cause it's just, is this no, there are no queen Latifah. <laughs> Let's be real. It's there's true. no queen. It's not, it's not the same. We got a queen on living single. <laughs> we, we got, got royalty. we got, and then we got two Matthews on friends. <laughs> Let's be real. But if I, I only knew Ross's girlfriend, That was the only person that I could think of that I was that I remembered being a black character. Um, I'm sure Joey dated somebody black in there at one point. point. He dated all of New York. So (laughs) I imagine (laughs) once or twice he ran across a black woman. But um, if because you had to name the actors names, that would have that's what would have messed me up.
1: Mm-hmm. I can name yeah.
0: the character because I think her name was Charlie, but like, Kinda. I don't know. Yeah,
1: <laughs> uh, nah, I, I gave up the moment the question left the board. I was like, no, nah, <laughs> there's no way. I'm dead.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know it's, any, yeah. I don't
1: know a single plot point about this show. Never watched it. Honestly, mm-hmm. don't plan to. Uh, It's just one of those ones where like I grew up watching other things Mm -hmm. and so (laughs) in the moment I was like I do not know that is my answer. So
0: we unknowingly would have probably gotten it right because we probably both would have been would have said something to the effect of if it was about living single uh, maybe (laughs) maybe I know maybe I could answer this and then maybe we would have gotten it right because yeah there's no way that I would have gotten five I can barely get one. Because, like right I know the character's name. <laughs> but,
1: I mean, we've already established that. We wouldn't have made it that far. Because we wouldn't right. have made it past the anthem anyway. It's a moot uh, point. Yeah. But. but.
0: Oh, yeah. And then the, uh, what was the one? <laughs> the one about the subtract the number of pills that, oh, that yeah, Nas like, takes. Then, like, yeah. you had to do all the math. I was like, I would have been out on that one as well. <laughs>
1: That's true. Because, like, I. I think for me, the ones that stick out, like there were like main questions, right? And then like at some point we go into like a little bit of a montage where they're like the passage of time, we know they're answering several different questions. And yeah, some of the ones that are answered along the way, I don't know even like what the actual question was a reference Mm -hmm. to for some of them. Um, But I do think that that entire sequence was a blast.
0: It was. It was really fun. I almost wish we got more of that. Like, like, ed, like the in. game
1: played more of a role throughout yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. I, I, I kind of agree with you there because I do think that there is a portion of this film, although like I love this movie a lot, I think there's a portion of the movie where it slows down and I think it's honestly right after we stop caring about the game.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like there's like an in-between of like we leave the game room and between there and like the ending, I think there's a little bit of space that like kind of dragged a little bit. Yeah. But I hear what you're saying. I do think that the game aspect of things was a really um big and fun point. But mm-hmm. speaking mm-hmm. of games, there's something that I need to talk to you about and it's spades. Um what's your relationship Don't do this.
0: <laughs> Don't call me out on air. I've never learned how to play spades.
1: Me neither. You're yes. this is this is a safe space.
0: Spades was the game that as soon as my uncles started whipping out the table and the cards. me and my cousins went inside and we did our own thing we mm-hmm. pulled we danced and we that was when that was when it was time to start doing stuff inside and mm-hmm. they could stay out in the heat the Louisiana mm-hmm. heat and play their spades and you could hear them screaming <laughs> from outside but I never sat down and watched I never learned the game because I uh, just I'm not, but to be fair, I'm not a card person, a card game person. I am, it's, unless it's the most basic, unless it's Uno or Go Fish or the more simplistic games, unless that's the game, any rules that you start to add in, I fear I may not, they may not stick. And games like that where it's very, People know what they're doing. People are about their business. People know exactly what needs spades to be done. Spades ain't no
1: joke. Yeah. Spades isn't a
0: joke. So why am I a clown? Gonna insert myself in <laughs> grown folks' business? That's how I feel about spades.
1: That's you know what. That's fair. And I gotta be honest. I'm kind of happy that you said that because I was nervous. Because <laughs> we had to talk about like you can't talk yeah. about this movie without talking about spades. But I it's was nervous just because like I know I can't play. <laughs> Um I've played once. I, I learned how to play for one night and I did play a game of spades. We lost, but we didn't lose by much. Like we mm. I picked it up halfway through and like we almost did something that night. But that was the only time I've ever played spades.
2: Yeah.
1: Um dominoes aka bones, that as a Jamaican, you play that at every function. So yeah. that I actually do know how to play and if you're listening, see me on the table. I I'll, I'll take you out. <laughs> but- <laughs> But I did think that, like, I, I mean, it's jumping ahead a little bit, but like, we find out later on that Spades plays a big role mm-hmm. in like why all of this is happening, and 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 the villain's arc and everything. To me, that was one of the funniest things in the world because I feel like that's so relatable for right. people who don't know how to play Spades. Yeah, because if you've been to a black function when Spades is going down. If you don't know what's happening, you, like you said, you leave the room. You ain't in the right spot. You feel alienated when you You can't play the game.
0: And you can't leave the room. You can't let people know it's because you don't know how to play. You got to play it off. Oh, I'm just, (laughs) I got to go. I got to get, I'm going to get some more food. I'm going to, you know, Mm -hmm. you just, you like, you slink away and you let people do what they're going to do. But yeah, it is, it's so funny because I actually saw. An Instagram post not that long ago about spades, where people were saying, "Is it okay? Is it okay if I come out now and just say I don't know how to play spades?" <laughs> and then, and there was a bunch of comments that were like, "Oh, black card revoked, lol." You know, like that whole thing.
3: Mm-hmm. And in my
0: head, I thought, "I'm a mama business. I'm not even going to say anything <laughs> because, yeah, I just never." It, but you're right. It is a. It ends up becoming basically the inciting incident ten years prior <laughs> to mm-hmm. what we're seeing now in the film was a game of spades gone wrong was mm-hmm. is basically the whole reason that all of this is happening yeah. and it's kind of perfect like i mean it so just good. it works so well
1: it works so well i feel like it's woven in so well and i mean okay i'm spoilers but kind of not spoilers because the film doesn't really try and hide it at all that Clifton is kind of behind all of this. Yeah, but it just fits so well that it is the character of Clifton who experiences this spades-related trauma. Yeah. that then leads us down the route of this movie. Um, again, just so appropriately, appropriately written. Such a yeah. smart, <laughs> like, incident for this kind of movie. I just mm. like that made me laugh so hard
0: <laughs> it's so funny i was gonna ask so did, did you all did you know it was clifton from oh, yeah from the from, jump basically Ju- i
1: mean i assumed it was him from jump and then as the movie kept going it just reinforced it yeah more so along the way like even when he quote unquote died mm-hmm. um after the um who's the blackest sequence which we've seen in the trailer but in real time that sequence fucking slaps mm-hmm. even after he got shot i'm like it's clearly clifton like right now i didn't know about like the accomplices which we find out he had two helpers which mm-hmm. were the, the masked guys um i wasn't really sure like who they were or what role they played mm-hmm. um but him nah, i clocked him right a mile away
0: well and so couple things yes mm-hmm. i also i also figured out it was clifton I figured it out, figured it out. <laughs> I figured out it was him after they got, after they went back into the game room the second time. So after King had gotten shot and they all kind of retreated back into the game room.
1: Mm-hmm. Because also, King being shot, one of the best running games.
0: Multiple times. <laughs> King gets shot Three times, twice in the same hole, basically, <laughs> once in his leg. King is destroyed by the end of this, which is kind of just the b- best thing because it like King is. A, I really like King as a character I as well, King. but I love this whole idea that he's kind of the had a past presumably from just the way that him and Namdi talk about it where Mm -hmm. he was maybe possibly in a gang or or doing gang shit when he was younger because there's this whole thing of him being like, oh, I don't own a gun anymore. And of course he has a gun. And this whole idea of him potentially being the best person to handle this sort of situation and but Than being the one character that continually keeps getting shot and has Mm -hmm. not once been able to retaliate now he does get he gets some swings in later uh, but even then he does get he does get overtaken but But, real
1: quick just because you mentioned that though i will say he had my favorite line of the entire movie which is in that fight sequence Uh when homeboy swings and he's like Oh, you can't fight. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Oh, you can't fight. Yeah. That was my
1: biggest laugh by far. That
0: was great. Which I do love that. These I mean, it kind of ties into what we're talking about now with like Clifton just having hired accomplices is Mm -hmm. that these people are just people who presumably just said, yeah, I'd love to do that shit for money. Okay, great. But that doesn't mean that they're skilled in what they're doing because it's not like Clifton hired assassins. He hired two twins that live out in the middle of the woods and said, here, yeah, just take out all these people. It'll be super easy. Mm -hmm. And I love that these people aren't totally equipped to handle this. And so realistically, I do enjoy that our characters are able to kind of knock and buck back and it is fun but it also is believable and it's it's Mm -hmm. fun to watch our characters get an upper hand in a way that i think okay yeah I do feel like that's exactly how they would be able to get this this upper hand. So, yeah, I love this idea that this guy has just probably gotten through his life being really big and burly and probably never really had to learn how to fight because mm-hmm. he's just a big guy. And right. so love that. But um, yeah, so it was when they went back into the game room and Clifton goes, oh, the door is locked again. That's when I knew it was him because mm-hmm. I yeah. said you didn't even try the door dog. <laughs> you didn't even turn the doorknob. What are you talking about? You didn't try. And how did the door lock so quickly? Because nobody goes to check it. Nobody questions that. They just believe him. And that's about the point that I thought, yep, it's Clifton. Um, But uh, about the game and the game kind of disappearing after a certain point. Mm -hmm. One thing I will say is this film is adapted from a short that you can find on YouTube. That's also Mm -hmm. called The Blackening um, that is. Dwayne the actor who plays Dwayne but also the writer um, is also in and wrote and created that short what I will say about that short is that has none of the game aspect basically that whole short is the part about who's the blackest this whole Mm -hmm. confrontation is that short and I kind of wonder if that's why the game falls away. Because the game was something they created specifically for the movie as more of a jump off point rather than this is what the whole movie is going to become. So I almost wonder if that's why it kind of gets lost after some time as they go, okay? now we're going to go more in the direction that the that we had originally thought of or that you had originally envisioned, which makes sense. Um, And I I will say, too, I think when you get down to the root of what Clifton was wanting, that the game did serve its purpose, because at the end of the day, the whole thing was who amongst you do you think is the blackest nominate that person to be killed? And that's what Clifton wanted, right? was for them to turn on each other and kind of debate how black they think each other is, because that's how he feels, is that they debated how black he is as a person, and that really hurt him. And so I I think after that question gets posed, it does sort of feel like, okay, if that's all Clifton was trying to do, why continue the game? But you know me, I just love a death game. And so that was the only reason that I was kind of wishing we had more of those questions peppered throughout. But I actually do think it makes a lot of sense to not have yeah. it later
2: yeah
1: I agree with you because like once the game leaves it's funny because like I don't miss it it's just Mm -hmm. like I do think that the movie in itself changes once we get past that part um just in terms of like tone and just the way that things play out because I feel like although things are funny they're still played very grounded I think up through the game Mm -hmm. and then post that once they're being um attacked and they do the whole split up section and whatnot I feel like we lean a little bit more into like kind of like the scary movie like Wayne's uh, Wayne's brother style of like yeah. comedy where it's a little bit more like physical humor and all that stuff, which I didn't mind by any means. I just it was a very tangible pivot that I did feel once that happened. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it was just something that I, I took note of. Right. And I will say for how fun. The joke is about the like, oh, my God, don't split up like that's so dumb.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: The, the the joke was funny. But I do think like the one part of this movie that did lag for me is when they split up. Like I, mm-hmm. I, for some reason, despite the fact that we did such a good job of like dividing our time between all of these characters. I think once we split up, it kind of amplified that a little bit too much for me mm-hmm. where I felt like we were bouncing around a too little much. bit too much.
0: Okay. That's I I could definitely see that. I I think because it's 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 one of those things where it's that joke needs to be made because it's it's so necessary, it's mm-hmm. so obvious, but yeah, I could see how it once we get to that point it does feel like we start to break our time between the two groups rather than being able to see all of our characters interact with each other anymore. It that's the most we feel the divide of the Nam d Lisa Dwayne story, and then everybody <laughs> else. I think that's what it is. Is it there is a certain degree of this movie where it feels like dwayne and lisa's relationship is kind of the heart of this movie and, yeah it's and like the main
1: portion it's like the, they, they would yeah. be the, the the main characters for me
0: yes and then namdi i think just gets pulled into that because of his connection to both of them mm-hmm. but that is always broken up with our other characters And I think this is the point where it almost feels like our half of the the group that goes into the woods. I feel like this is the first time where it feels like, okay, there's our like kind of side character group going off and doing pure comedy. Like all the shit that they do in the woods is hilarious. But I Mm. think when you compare it to what's going on with Namdi, Dwayne and Lisa, it's not even that what's going on with them is not funny. But I think it's because they're dealing with like a. A storyline that has been continuous throughout and that we're waiting for the kind of wrap up of their conflict. I think it does start to feel like we get this comedic woods adventure and then we get the conflict and then we start to bounce back. And whereas before, when everybody was together, that felt much more even yeah. Because it was like they were interacting with other people who, were deal- who weren't who were part of that. They weren't mm-hmm. concerned about what was happening with Namdi and Lisa. They didn't give a fuck. So when they're involved, it's just a little bit. We get breakups of that. But when it's just our three characters who are actively having issues, when we come back to them, it feels like we spend quite a bit of time on that. Which, like I said, we are waiting for. Excuse me. We are waiting for that conflict to be resolved. So Mm -hmm. it's necessary. We do need to see what's going on with them. But it definitely does start to lean like in two separate directions. I think when they split up, because I even feel like once they get back together, it kind of picks up again.
1: Yeah.
2: But
0: then even then they kind of get split up a little bit towards the end. It's like we get a little bit of separation. But because we have Shanika... Involved, I think, with them in the basement, it kind mm-hmm. of brings back that
1: that energy, that which, tension
0: I, relief. Yeah. I
1: again, I love every single character in this group, but mm-hmm. Shanika had me rolling as well. Yeah. With half of her line, she was slaying it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> she's so good. Oh, bef- plus the whole me-
1: Adderall uh, oh, yeah. subplot too. That shit was so funny.
0: <laughs> that was. I do want to mention before we move too far past it. My, the moment, my favorite moment in this movie that made me die laughing. <laughs> is when they're watching morgan on the cam on the video and shanika goes oh shit they're gonna scalp her and her wig comes (laughs) off and she breaks out of the thing and just starts running with just her (laughs) wig cap on bro i was die i don't think i've laughed that hard at something, and so I was like gasping for air. Bro, they're gonna scalp her! And just the way that she like undoes her the clasp on, because the guy, <laughs> the guy obviously did expect her scalp to come off, and just her wig slides back. The glue comes loose and just slides back, oh, and you can tell that God. he he has a moment of what the fuck, and then she takes that moment to <laughs> undo it's the that. clasp when she runs up the stairs, and just her wig cap, dude. Oh my! And the gas—the so gas from everybody, because when they're like, "Oh," <laughs> <laughs> that
1: was oh definitely one of those ones where it's like, if you know, you know. But oh fuck, my god! That I was just was funny.
0: I was just not expecting it. At, it just completely <laughs> took me by surprise, and it was so funny. Oh my mm. gosh! I was dying. That for- shit a straight minute afterwards. I don't even know what they said after that cuz I was da- I was cracking up after that happened.
1: <laughs> yeah, dude, that part was so funny. And I will I will <laughs> say while watching the movie, I was a little confused about the Morgan bit. Mm-hmm. Um but then after talking with my friends afterwards, it was like uh Clifton probably just pre-recorded a lot of that stuff. So like because we have this whole sequence where like it feels like that like morgan is there in real time but Mm -hmm. then they go to like save her from the stairway which they play like this game of telephone to do it which is kind of fun um but you know the door opens and like she's not there which Mm -hmm. during the movie i was like i was very confused i was like well where did she go but then like later on they they do like establish like clifton drops two bodies down into the thing anyway so Mm -hmm. she's she's dead Um, and it's just like pre-recorded stuff, but that took a second. I, I didn't catch that in real time.
0: That, and I, I feel like that's understandable because yeah, they do play that part off really well where you think it does feel like as they're shouting at Morgan, she is reacting. It feels like that, but really it's just, no, it's just because they're kind of saying what, what
1: what her saying, reaction
0: yeah. would be is every time they say turn around she turns around but that's just because yeah you should turn around and yeah. so it's played off really well it looks but great it's, also, I it's will, poking
1: fun at yeah, like yeah. us when we screaming at the we screaming at the, screen, at the yeah. screen
0: i will say even if um morgan had been there at that moment i'm pretty shocked. sure king killed her yeah <laughs> he said Get get away from the door, and then immediately started shooting. Didn't know where would she have gone, King? Because Mm -hmm. she would have had she didn't have time to step out of the way.
1: There was nowhere to go.
0: (laughs) I was convinced that he had shot her. I thought they were going to open the door and her body was going to fall through (laughs) because he did not give her a second. But um, yeah, that was that was my favorite. That was one of my favorite parts. Followed quickly by um, King. King shooting and Clifton adjusting the gun adjusting for him. Gun. <laughs> yeah. So that was good. also a very good. I I think all the subtle jokes in this are uh, were very very good. They they definitely land. I mean, all of them did for me, and I think it just always added on to the joke because there would yeah. be some kind of punchline and then there was always some either physical comedy or just subtle kind of blinking, you'll miss it joke that I felt really elevated the humor in a lot of parts and just kind of added on to the joke that was already present. Um, but I do kind of want to talk about the Namdi lisa dwayne conflict just because okay. it is a big part of the film. Uh, mm-hmm. Like I said, it's half of the film because I think for, for our other characters, there's no they're not the issues they're that they the have party. yeah the issues that they have aren't a long lasting conflicts like that so a lot of the things that come up with them i would say maybe the only other kind of thing we get close to that would be Allison's kind of qualms like the with English the way theory. that they treat her because she's biracial but i feel right. like even that isn't something that she's holding against them for the whole movie it's just something that she voices that frustrates her and then we kind of move on from that. Um, so yeah, the issue between Lisa and Dwayne is really our longest standing kind of emotional turmoil.
1: Mm-hmm. It, it's true. And I think they do a good job with this conflict one. Cause it's like, at first it feels a little bit petty because it's just like, I mean, it's been so many years since this happened, but like Dwayne is cool with everybody except Namdi, mm-hmm. and doesn't know that Namdi's gonna be there and so we find out that Namdi and lisa had their relationship Namdi cheated and all that stuff i but i like the kind of back and forth we get with that particular conflict not even just within that group but just overall where it's like Namdi throughout the movie like the time that we spend with him he seems fine right Mm -hmm. like he like he doesn't seem like the worst guy or whatnot. We know about his history of like not being shit, but like from what we see of the guy, he seems like, you know, kind of kind of just like your standard like chill guy. Mm-hmm. Um, But one of the things I love, I love his conversation with King when they're just sitting and like chilling outside mm-hmm. where he's just like, are you really, you know, are you messing with Lisa again? And he's just like, no, I'm a changed man. And he's just like, bro, you say that every yeah. time that we have this conversation where it's just like, the in, in and of himself, he's fine, but he just doesn't realize the things that he's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so watching them was, you know, it was good to have, to, or it served the purpose of, like, a through-line plot for me. I can't say, like, whether or not I had real emotional investment mm-hmm. in that particular plot line, just because, like, I was kind of here more for the funnies. And so, like, every time we got to this part, I was like, I'm interested to see how this plays out, but it's like, I don't... I don't have a lot of like emotional stock in this per se.
0: Yeah.
1: But I do like that by the end, we do find some semblance of peace between these characters. I do appreciate the fact that although for the circumstances, Dwayne can accept Namdi. I love that Dwayne still is petty towards Namdi mm-hmm. even at the end. I thought that that was a great touch.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, by the way, our third time, uh, discussing a film with Cinqua Walls in it. This is just in
1: everything we watch these first, days.
0: First was in Shark Night. Next was in Nanny. And now, of course, this film. Also, not aged a freaking day since Shark Night.
1: What are... What, I what's mean, the cream? What, like, for, the, for the culture, drop us the skincare routine. The because elixir, this ain't right. yes.
0: <laughs> something about that elixir is just... It's just frozen him in time, Um, which is crazy. (laughs) But yes, he so Namdi is has had on and off relationships with Lisa when Mm -hmm. they were in college. And it seems like they haven't talked for a while. And then recently not only rekindled their friendship, but rekindled a relationship. This is something that Lisa has been hiding from Dwayne because Dwayne does not fuck with Namdi anymore. Um, What I will say It's probably just because I really, really love him as a character, but I am slightly team Dwayne in this situation. But I think it's only because I do think he is quite petty in the way that he goes about the situation. However, the fact that Lisa didn't tell him a, That's that Nandi up. was going to be there knowing that Dwayne feels some type of way about him. It's, mm-hmm. a f- it's, it's fucked up to put a friend in a situation where they're going to be uncomfortable. And I mm-hmm. feel like Dwayne entered the situation thinking he was going to be hanging out with people that he was excited to be around and then realized yeah. that Nandi was going to be there. First of all, that was fucked up. Secondly, to not even tell him that you guys are talking again, let alone in a relationship. I would have been mad if I found out. That my best friend Mm
3: -hmm. was in
0: a relationship and with someone that we both have history with and didn't say anything. So the way that he... The little sly comments that he makes, some of them are kind of out of pocket, Like especially the one where he's doing the shot and he basically says some people are going to die bitter before he takes a shot. <laughs> I
3: love that's, that one.
0: That is wild to say, but I do think that in the grand scheme of things, I see why he is upset because it seems like he f- has really been there for Lisa. And that's even an argument that they kind of have later on is where Dwayne Expresses that he feels like he's always there for her as a friend and she's not reciprocating that. Mm -hmm. And I do like what they did with it in the sense of Lisa, I think, is very understanding of that because she even says, You know, you're right. I realized I had shortcomings and I think that's why I was kind of pushing back against it. And I do even like the conversation that Lisa and Namdi have where Namdi kind of oversteps his like. What? What am I trying? To, he oversteps his ba- the boundaries by commenting on their friendship, mm-hmm. and Lisa kind of pushes back against that um, because you don't know what kind of friends we are, and she's right because they he Nnamdi doesn't know he hasn't been there, and yeah. so I kind of like the way that all of their relation their dynamics are handled, and. I do feel like amongst the group, there's this idea of kind of growing up and growing out of who they were in the past for all of them.
1: Right. Because
0: we see that with King. He is trying to be a different version of himself, but that doesn't mean he has to completely give up all aspects of himself. And then we see that with Namdi, He's trying to be a better guy in relationships and he really does want to try. And then I would say... Even I feel like Clifton has a moment where he even says, I I was hoping that you guys had changed. But it's like this idea of just because you get older, I think that change is important, but it doesn't mean that you like lose all aspects of yourself. And I feel like we see that a lot because for a lot of these, for some of these characters, it doesn't seem like they have seen each other in person in a long time. And it Mm. does feel like this get together kind of, is a blast from the past for a lot of them and they do kind of revert to the way that they were. Right. Um, but at I mean, the that, same that time. That just kind
1: of happens when you're older though. Right. Like, you'll but spend, at this yeah, yeah.
0: time with old friends and of course you kind of fall back into old habits but at the same time that doesn't mean that you're losing all the progress you made. Of it's course. just like you're just comfortable and I think that that's the thing that I, that I like with what they do with like the cliff the whole idea of clifton is that that doesn't seem like something that clifton has experienced or is comfortable with and so for him it's this idea of oh none of you have changed like you all the same you're the exact same as you as you used to be but I think that's more so just because he's never felt... He's not used to being in groups like this. He even says, he's like, I've never had friends... i never had friends that are black. And then, like, I finally get some, and then it's, like, this horrible experience. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's just, like, that's not something that he has ever experienced, is, like, that comfortability around people that are like you and, like, people that you have a lot in common with. Like, these just inherent things in common with but having like that feeling of being able to be yourself like that's not something that clifton has ever really had
1: right and so yeah it it i could see how that will lead i could see how that (laughs) to murder to to murder all of his friends nah but like i where his animosity comes from yeah i get that where Mm -hmm. it's just like And I feel like that's an experience that a lot of people can relate to where it's just like you, like you said, you want to fit in with this group that Mm -hmm. um, in your head, you're like, these are my people. And like, this is who I should feel comfortable with. And then you don't get to have that experience. And then you can end up feeling jaded through that. Mm -hmm. Um, I I think that that is a, a very reasonable place to come from. Now, Clifton clearly takes that shit way too far. Right. But it's still like... With many other things in this movie, it comes from a real place, from a real experience that I think a lot of people can relate to, mm-hmm. and so like I think that in turn adds to um, some of the fun of it. Um, and then even with like the the Dwayne relationship too, like I get I give Dwayne a little like I poke fun just because they are so petty towards Namdi throughout yeah. throughout the entire story. However, I mean when you think about it, all this does take place over the course of one evening. So mm-hmm. it's just like Dwayne clearly does not fuck with Namdi. And yeah. to expect Dwayne to in twelve hours time completely 180 mm-hmm. their feelings about Namdi, that's a little that's a little bit it's of a, a stretch. And
0: when especially after ten years of your final memory of this person being that they broke your friend's heart. That's yeah. the, that's the only thing you've thought of for ten years. This man ain't shit. And mm-hmm. now here he is, skin <laughs> glistening in the sun, like he has no worries, no cares. Like, i would piss me off. <laughs> I would be smooth upset. And, wow. you're, and you're right, like we learned from King. Namdi was, obviously has been on some bullshit before. So I don't think yeah. it's crazy to be like, kind of hesitant. You know,
1: <laughs> of course, of course. And now there is one other character that I did want to talk about because they're hilarious. And that's Sheriff White, or sorry, Ranger White. Um yeah. that character, so good. Now, mm-hmm. if you've listened to this podcast for any length of time, you've heard us talk about um what happens when the police character or the sheriff character shows up, what that character represents, right? And I think that they handled that character so well because it's the it almost writes itself in this kind of film. Just put a sheriff that actually has the well-being of this black group in mind. Yeah. And just watch the group interact with him. Some of the funniest shit. Well,
0: and also, I thought Ranger White was a nickname that they gave him. I didn't know that was his actual name. I thought they were just calling him Ranger White to kind of stir some shit. But then later, I that's actually his name.
2: Actually his fucking name. <laughs> so
0: that threw me off because I really did not think that they were I did not think that, that was his name. And so yeah, of course, we get this character who shows up and actually yeah, you're right, has our care our main characters intention like good intentions for them wants to help them is actually Try trying so hard. so hard to save them but how do we know that why would we think that like exactly. why would we assume that you are we did not start on good terms we did not start in a good place and now you just show up and all of a sudden we're just supposed to trust you and of course they don't which causes unfortunately um ranger white's to uh, be killed, because yeah. <laughs> although he is doing a good deed, he does have to get taken out because he is messing with the plan.
1: He's messing with the plan, yes. But like he also, it, what's smart too is like he he gets to play his role. Um, mm-hmm. We get that joke of like what his character is and like how they interact with our group. But then it's a smart way to just add in kill count, right? Yeah, Because like we... It's still a horror movie at the end of the day. It's a horror comedy, but like, we do need a little bit of death. And so like, we do need some body count and Mm -hmm. adding in that character allows us to poke fun at that trope while also adding, you know, somebody to take a crossbow to the head. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like, it's a, it's a necessary thing. I'm just glad that this particular necessary thing was so funny. I love his response to some of the questions that he's being grilled on as they're trying to gain his trust. Um, the barbecue one being my favorite. <laughs> I mean, I would if you were invited okay. to the barbecue. <laughs> I,
0: I would, would not top. It, <laughs> Yeah. But
3: I would <laughs> respectfully decline.
0: I would not show up.
3: i was screaming. Is everything okay? Ranger White? Is that you? In the flesh. Is this good or bad?
0: Wait. How do we know we can trust him?
3: How <laughs> I'm one of the good ones.
1: Oh, that does not help. They all say
0: that. That actually makes you seem more suspicious.
3: You can trust me. Seriously, if I got an invite to the cookout, I'd be honored, but I wouldn't go. And why the f not? Because I know my presence in that all black space would be a disturbance, and undo it being an all black space. That's a pretty good answer. I'm so. Mm, worse
0: than me. And yeah, he's like, because I do not want to insert myself into. <laughs> <laughs> it,
1: was, it was like yeah. the most PC answer. I was just like, you are adorable.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But um, yeah, that's that was a fun little because I was waiting for him to come back. And I will say I do think he comes back when they reintroduce him into the story. I do think it's at the perfect time mm-hmm. because it helps that trio. I feel like it helps break up what they're doing because you do have a, a hurdle by keeping them in the house, because although this house is it's a great set. It's a big house. It it gives us a lot to work with. At the same time, by that point, we had kind of seen the entirety of the house. Exactly. And so you do have to break because they didn't choose to go outside. There has to be something new for them. And so mm-hmm. I feel like introducing him and kind of letting them have that moment helps to break up what they're doing. So it doesn't feel quite so like same note as what we've already been seeing. I also do want to say. Um, Dwayne's reactions to things, I feel like is exactly how I would act (laughs) like the way that he closes the door when it opens, how he like kneels down and pushes it closed. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's exactly what I would have done
1: roared and laughter at that
0: exactly <laughs> what i would have done and even the whole when he tells lisa and namdi to go and save themselves and then they do it and he goes what the fuck i was what? kidding <laughs> and they after they leave him i just all that stuff and how he he distracts the killer but only but then also hides because you expect mm-hmm. oh, okay they're gonna distract him and they're gonna figure it out nope Jumps nope. up in the vent with them. His magical throw up is what saves saves the. Uh, that also did make me laugh. The how he threw up all over the guy and then just watching him run down the stairs <laughs> to try and hurry and get the crossbow before the guy gets back up. I mean, I don't know. I just feel like the way that he handles certain situations, I just feel like that probably also would have been me. Also, this is random, but the way that they had my girl Shanika come out of the lake looking <laughs> in that silhouette <laughs> where it's just, everything is just a wet. And just dripping. Oh, I was like, oh, they didn't have to do my girl like that. It's funny though. It's very funny the way that she just comes like sloshing out of the lake. Everything's already done. Like all the action's already over. And she just comes out just absolutely drowned and drenched in water.
1: Right. I love that that play. I was like, all right, I'm going to swim to the other side. Barely makes it no. like a quarter of the way before shit goes down. Right,
0: before the, King is fighting for his life.
1: Or literally fighting for his life. Also, he gets the Kool-Aid cramp, which we didn't talk about the Kool-Aid. Mm-hmm. But King is convinced that the entire group is going to want his Kool-Aid concoction. Which Kool-Aid.
0: Is Kool-Aid.
1: <laughs> the Kool-Aid.
0: Yeah, King's but Kool-Aid.
1: Of course, poking fun at how much sugar... We all have, at one point in time, dumped into our Kool Aid pitchers.
0: That's how my mom used to make. I. Everybody acts like the amount of sugar that I put in things now is ludicrous, and you know what? They're right. It's a dangerous amount of sugar. But I'm like, you have to understand. That's how we
2: raised. My parents. My
0: parents fed me an addiction they would pour <laughs> they would pour a half a bag of sugar into a pitcher of kool-aid or a pitcher mm-hmm. of lemonade or a pitcher of sweet tea and i would sip on that all day long mm-hmm. so much sugar that i don't even think i would get sugar highs i think that was just how i went through life of being, you yeah know? and now i'm trying to pare back i've gotten myself down to like a couple spoonfuls you know how hard that is for me (laughs) it's not enough do you know how embarrassed i get at those diners where they have the sugar that you pour out of the glass do you know how embarrassing that is i have to keep tipping it back and forth so i don't look like i'm just pouring a waterfall of sugar into my tea it's horrible
1: (laughs) the face that they all make when they try uh, like that is a real reaction I'm convinced that they had to have like fully made that um, like two, two recipe mm-hmm. for all the actors. Like when they drank that, I am sure that all of the sugar we saw get yeah. poured in there is what they were drinking. Probably,
0: uh, yeah, well, and of course, and then he added like alcohol to it too. It was all vodka. Yeah, I don't think there was water. I
1: think it was just sugar, Kool-Aid, and, and, alcohol. and, vo- and like vodka. Yeah.
0: Um. Yeah, no, that's such, that'll make your teeth ache. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: And I love that. Yeah, everybody keeps saying, that's going to give you a cramp. That's going to give you a cramp. And it does. That's the thing that ends up taking King down is he gets a cramp. <laughs> he gets a cramp from the sugary Kool-Aid. he But made. It's,
1: it's okay though, because we have Adderall infused. Alice. Oh my God. Go I loved Wolverine. that.
0: <laughs> oh my God. I love that. That was so satisfying.
1: It was so good. Like it was so silly to me, like in the yeah. moment, but in the same time, I loved every, every bit of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then kind of moving into the end here a little bit but in doing so I want to go back on one of the points um I love the the running gag of the look which <laughs> yeah it's just it, it, if you know the look you know the look but it's, yeah. the, it's it's that ability to just say an entire an entire novel Sentence. to someone mm-hmm. without even saying a single word and I just love the fact that like we use that so many times and then when we get into the end where Clifton does the reveal, we get like the the origin monologue and everything like that. And so they're trying to make a plan to like take Clifton down. So they use the look in order to communicate with each other.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> to which Clifton is like, yeah, I'm black. Right. I can understand. It's like,
0: hi, remember me? And that's <laughs> the thing, is they they really do treat Clifton like
1: Yo, he is not they,
0: they, part of the part of the black crew. Like he yeah. he doesn't fit in. So it's one of those things where it's it's you feel for Clifton in a way because yeah, you like
1: he's in the wrong, but you yes, empathize.
0: You understand why he is upset, not to the degree that he's upset, but you do feel for him because you can tell that there is a part of him who does really want to be accepted by this group of people and but is just taking it I mean I mean he is far snapped M- many moons ago his mind broke probably right. when he was in jail for four years <laughs> um but yeah there's you can almost imagine him like back in college at their celebration their Juneteenth celebration excited to hang out with all of these people and so you you feel for him um mm-hmm. because yeah it does feel like a lot of times they un- they kind of forget that Clifton is part of the crew, or or is is there, or is should even be holding a spot there. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, they they do the look and forget that. Oh yeah, Clifton probably knows what this means, <laughs> <laughs> and he does. He picks it up. And he tells them that they fucked up. But I like the I like that that came back with. Dwayne and Namdi because it had been a look that had been being sent between all of the people that Everyone were close. Else. Yeah, and the people yeah. that were friends. And and it felt like finally Dwayne kind of saying, okay, we we have a connection now too. Like we have a relationship now too. It's cool, whatever. Um, and I like the way that this ends. I, I, I kind of love that Dwayne gets to be the one to take Clifton down because like I said, they're all leaning into these tropes and you do kind of expect Namdi uh, to be the, the right. one who kind of fights back in the end, but he can't because he gets hurt right before the final confrontation happens. And so I feel like Dwayne ends up becoming the character that kind of gets a chance to to step up and fight <clears> back, <throat> especially after playing so much into that, Like, I'm scared. I kind of, like, can't handle this situation. I feel like throughout the movie, he kind of gets to step up and kind of come through in different areas. So, yeah, I like that. But it's also funny because, I mean... It's Clifton. So yeah, right. it's like their their struggle is funny just because Clifton is like, oh the whole time. He's like, oh, <laughs> oh And like it's not a hard fight to win, but it's nice yeah. to see him win.
1: Yeah, and it's just like, it's a funny scenario because, yeah, like you said, it's Clifton. So, like, the only (laughs) real threat here is that he has a weapon. Yeah. Um, And so, it's like, outside of that, it's like, Clifton would very easily be taken down. Like, this isn't some supernatural force we're dealing Mm -hmm. with. Um, But, yeah, I I think the ending is serviceable. I like the fact that we're able to still add in some funny into this part, even though it's supposed to be kind of like the dramatic conclusion of things. Like, we still keep the spirit of the movie even throughout that. Um, And then I love, I absolutely love the resolution of things.
0: <laughs> the final like gag. one.
1: We've already talked about it. Everybody survives, which I think is just a great choice. I mm-hmm. think that that's very fun in line with everything else. And then, yeah, all the commentary about like, well, what do we do now? Should we call the cops? No. Yeah. <laughs> like, there is no way we're calling the cops. <laughs> so instead, they just smoke and chill and call mm-hmm. the firemen instead. Um, and then like, and then they
0: get hosed.
1: And then they get hosed down, which that that is very on the nose, but like I I think it's funny. It, 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 I
0: I was It was unexpected. I think one of my favorite, the funniest part to me of that whole like last couple of gags is that Dwayne changed clothes to look good for the firemen.
1: It's <laughs> <laughs> so
3: good.
0: It's like when did you do that? When did, when, when, you when had to you, go you back. You had to go back into the house get your mm-hmm. luggage change it to a full jumpsuit and then come <laughs> back and be posted up while everybody was still just outside nursing their
1: wounds mm-hmm. so good <laughs> um yeah i think that's everything that i really had i mean there there's so much and it's just like when it's one of those ones where like you can't break this one down like joke by joke there's too no, many yeah. it, it's, it's it's rapid fire mm-hmm. the movie although it's it's doing its own thing it is still uh paying respect to the genre mm-hmm. and it's still um knowledgeable that like hey you know we're a comedy but we're a horror slasher comedy yeah. so we're going to make sure that we still include these these you know references and then you know these plot beats and all that mm-hmm. stuff i think it's all great um yeah. Yeah, I, I don't really got anything else personally
0: i i saw some people who were saying they that it was more comedy than they were expecting. And they wish that there was more horror. And I I just want to say, I never felt that way. I, Oh, I never went into it expecting there to be a ton of horror elements. And I feel like what we get was enough to suffice. Now, like you said, not a high body count. There's not, you know, a ton of jump scare moments or, or, elements like that because like you said as the movie goes along i think we start to peter off into a slightly different direction than the what we start with Mm -hmm. and so maybe that's what was i guess maybe similar to how i was feeling maybe people were expecting that to be more of an element like the game and the locked in the house so if that was the case then i can see that but i will say that I feel like it's a pretty good balance. I think regardless, I always felt like this movie was going to lean more comedy. And it does. I think maybe people were just expecting more of a scary movie type of a situation. But the whole thing with scary movie is that they are parodying horror specific horror movies whereas this one is more I think of a satire of horror tropes of the
1: of the tropes in the genre absolutely Yeah. yeah and
0: I think that's just the difference is it's like we're not necessarily poking fun at specific movies as we are a generalized idea and so as a result I don't I was always expecting it to lean more comedy and I think it does but I think what we get of the horror I I like I think it's really fun
1: no, I agree with you. And it's uh, this is a personal take, but I feel like it would have been a bit of a disservice to attempt to make the movie scarier mm-hmm.
3: because,
1: again, coming from my experience and like the people that I saw this with and just watching this movie, um the joy that I felt not only watching, you know, a scary movie, a quote unquote, scary movie with representation
2: mm-hmm.
1: um within a genre that I love, but it's just like, Um, I didn't need the horror aspect to be any more than what it was because like, I wanted to have fun while watching the movie. Mm -hmm. And I think that if we leaned too much into scary, we would have had to sacrifice some fun for that. And I did not want to sacrifice fun in any part of this movie. Like I enjoyed laughing and, and, and relating and just experiencing the film. This is one of those movies that, even though, yes, it was... Even though this is one of those movies that was definitely marketed as a horror comedy, um, I the horror that wasn't there for me wasn't really missed. It was just mm-hmm. like, this movie was what I expected it to be, and it was also a good version of what I went into, the, of what my expectations were. Mm-hmm. Like, it met my expectations and even exceeded them in some places. And so I'm just like... I didn't need to be scared as long as I had a good time.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I I agree, I agree with that, and I had a good time. I had a good time. Oh, it was t- a blast. It, it was, was absolutely definitely blast. followed through on that, and I feel like most people felt that feel that way. Is the entertainment level was high, mm-hmm. <laughs> but okay, we're gonna have to figure out what we're gonna rate this one out <sighs> of. We've got lots of options.
1: There are. Mm-hmm. I own like I look. I like the O'Reilly's in the synopsis but now that we're here I wish we'd saved it for
0: <laughs>
2: <to> <laughs> for
1: our metric rate. yeah <laughs> that would have been great
0: um,
1: <laughs> we oh we could do it out of wrap snacks
0: oh yeah let's do it out of wrap snacks
1: yeah let's do that mm-hmm. which I mean before we rate it I've actually never had wrap snacks have you had them?
0: I have- Either I see them at the store all the time, but okay. never picked them up. <laughs>
1: we, we might have to just in, yeah. in spirit of this, we might have to at least try them, just Maybe. to say.
0: Maybe we'll do a little wrap snack review <laughs> for the for the homies
1: at some point. <laughs> um, but yeah, let's let's go ahead and rate this one out of wrap snacks. Okay, uh, would you like to go first, or you want me to?
0: Um. Um. Yeah, I will go first. Okay, and I think that. I think I'm gonna give The Blackening, I think I'm gonna give it a 4.6 rap snacks out of five. Okay. Because so much of this movie, I love, like, this movie was so much fun to me. It was really, really funny. I love the premise. I love the characters. I love the way that they were portrayed. There was just such an effortlessness, I feel like, to the comedy in this film. And part of that is a testament to the writing. And part of that is a testament, I think, to the acting. And I think Mm -hmm. both of those came together super well and just made for a movie that had just moments that I feel like I'm going to be thinking about and, like, still laughing at for a while. And I'm really excited to rewatch this movie and pick up on the jokes that I potentially missed. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that the commentary of this movie is... I enjoy that it wasn't afraid to poke fun at itself, to poke fun at others. And I love that there was kind of, like, no holds barred in this film. Like, it really felt like they weren't afraid to go for whatever joke they wanted and Mm -hmm. it for me it paid off but at the same time what i do appreciate is i do also think that there was some some like interesting commentary as well about kind of how we treat each other and how we kind of um like grade And how we view blackness and what it means to be black and like how we can put those perceptions on others. Like I I just feel like for a movie that is so funny, I do also think that there was some some serious stuff that they kind of got to the root to, but did so still in a fun way. And I Mm -hmm. think that that was done very successfully. Really, the only thing that kept it from being like a five out of five for me is Although it was still fun to meet the characters, uh, there was, it it took me, for me, this movie really picks up once the game begins. And that's not to say that I don't like the like everybody getting to the house and meeting each other. It just feels like, When I think back on this movie and what I loved, I really feel like I perked up once we started playing the game. And like Mm -hmm. from that moment on, I was in it. I was having a good time. There are still some great jokes and moments to be had within that first like 15 minutes. But I will say it didn't hit for me in the same way as once the action really ramped up. Um, So, yeah, I think as a whole, like I didn't always have the same amount of fun the whole way through the movie. But... Mm -hmm what that like last hour, dude, I was fucking dying. And so, yeah, <laughs> I this is this is a fun movie. It's 4.6 rap snacks out of me. And yeah, I'm excited to watch it again.
1: Okay, fair enough. Um, I myself, I'm gonna go ahead and give this one a um, I'll, I'll say a 4.8 mm. out of five rap snacks. Um, There's no surprise. I very much love this movie. I will say that I'm definitely coming from a biased place because not only am I Black, but I had a great experience in the theater with a group of wonderful Black people watching this film. Mm -hmm. Um, So overall, just, like, I have already, like, fond memories and attachments to the experience of this. Um, But also on the flip side, there really isn't a lot that I would change about this movie. Like, it did everything, again, that I wanted it to do while still being more poignant in certain places that I wasn't expecting. Mm -hmm. Um, I think you touch on, again, some of the conversations that um, we have in regards to, like, how we treat each other and just, like, the Black experience in general, I think um, is handled quite well. I love the characters. Um, The comedy is spot on. You hit it on the head with, like, how seamless things are. Um, The only real cons that I have are that, There is, and there are places where the pacing occasionally gets a little bit weird, Mm -hmm. and that's mostly because of the fact that we have so many characters that we're following and we're committed to the idea that none of them die, which again, I still love, but I do think that that affects the pacing in certain places. And then I also recognize that this as a movie is going to, for our demographic, hit very, very well. And other demographics, I still think can enjoy the hell out of this movie, but it's not going to—it's not going to hit the same chord that I think it hits um, for people who have this experience mm-hmm. or who can fully relate to everything that they're seeing on the screen. Mm-hmm. Um, so, in that regard, it's not like the movie's trying to do that. Like again, it knows who its audience is, um, but I think for me, it's a solid movie that, despite where you come from. What your background is, if you like a good horror comedy, this one is like a must-see. It's it it's so much fun. Um so yeah, 4.8 out of five rap snacks.
0: And that is it for our breakdown of The Blackening. Um, we mm-hmm. hope that you guys enjoyed the conversation, but also hope that you enjoyed the movie. We'd love for you guys to tell us your thoughts. You can do so on our social media. We are homies of horror on everything. Or if you prefer, you can always email us. We are homies of horror at gmail.com. You can email us requests, recommendations and business inquiries Or you could slide into the Discord. The link for that is in our social media bios. Discord is where the homies hang out to discuss movies further. But we also talk about other things as well. So if you'd like to come through there just to have some conversations, we'd love to see you. Also, if you would like to come through and say hello to us over on Twitch, we are streaming there most Monday nights. Twitch is where we play spooky games and hang out with the homies. We'd love to see you guys come through there as well and chit-chat. If you'd like, you can find the link for that in our social media bio and follow us on there to get alerted whenever we go live. And last but never least, if you are so inclined, we'd very much appreciate it if you'd give us a rating or a review. You can do both on Apple Podcasts. The more we get, the better. Recommends our show to more listeners. And we just like to hear what you guys are thinking of the show. So if you have an Apple account and haven't done that, we'd love for you to. Or over on Spotify, it's super easy to rate us. You just have to hit the stars underneath our name to leave a rating. But that is it for us this week, homies. We hope that you guys had a great time listening to our breakdown of the blackening. And we will be talking to you guys with some more spooky content next time.
1: Catch you next time, homies.
0: Bye.